Hi everyone, Jay Doherty here from the Jay Doherty Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing Aretha Franklin. She's just passed away at the age of 76. Also 350, that's the number of newspapers that have stood up to President Trump's media attacks. We'll also take a look at the markets and why Air France and unions may be clashing. All of that and so much more on episode 38 of the Jay Doherty Podcast. And this episode is uh, brought to you in part by Train Your Ears. Go to j-doherty.com slash train your ears. And uh, help support the show, get a 14-day free trial. This is the Jay Doherty Podcast. Here's your host, Jay Doherty. And we're broadcasting live once again. Don't you like this song? It's pretty good. This track is by Shale. It's called uh, Dawning. It's a great track. You know, Aretha Franklin uh, just passed away. We'll be celebrating. I, I, of course, was not in her, you know, around when uh, her music was incredibly popular back in the 60s and everything. It still, she had a great voice, and I, I, I um, have listened to a couple of her songs very recently after she just passed away today on Thursday, August 16th, 2018. And we're broadcasting live right now at uh, 1240 right now here on the Jay Doherty Podcast. And, um... Her music was very good. There's actually a, uh, a a video put out by the Guardian, uh, Guardian News, very popular uh, news organization nowadays. They put out a video, uh, one song, six decades, where she actually um, described what the way they put a compilation of this one song that she that she sang, very popular song. And they put it together and made a kind of a compilation of every song that she made, starting from 1967 and going uh, back even through 2015, uh, where she performed per- for Barack and Michelle Obama. Uh, the Queen of Soul. And uh, Trump actually met her. Uh, a, a very long time ago, I believe, at one of his events, and um, it was, um, they, they took a picture together, and, and Trump, uh, earlier today, about two hours ago, uh, tweeted out, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, is dead. She was a great woman with a wonderful gift from God, her voice, she will be missed. Uh, it has about 55,000 likes, and it's, this, this is a headline uh, everywhere right now uh, that Aretha Franklin is dead. Some more news, though, that we have to get to. Um, let's see. 
we're going to be talking again. I know we've continuously visited late-night comics making fun of a lot of Trump stuff. We're going to go back. We're going to transition over to Colbert. We're also going to be talking about 350 newspapers. They're standing up to Trump and his attacks on the press. And uh, we'll take a look at the markets and uh, how it's doing much better than it was yesterday. And how Air France, the next CEO of Air France, is not French. And the unions say that's terrible. It's inconceivable. We'll get a. We'll talk about that and and so much more on this episode. I think maybe we should um, flip it up uh, to make something a little bit happier uh, today. We're gonna take on. We're gonna uh, play this compilation of uh, late night host uh, taking on Amorosa and the, the whole situation with Amorosa um, uh, and and you know Amorosa calling her a racist. Basically, what they were saying, they were implying that well, Trump was already a racist, and uh, you know. Basically, Amorosa is not the first person to make the breaking news that Trump's a racist, and I thought it was funny. He is truly a racist. Omarosa, how can you Trevor say Noah? that about the president three years after we all said that about the president? This is huge. Stephen Colbert. Huge, John. Finally. Big move. We didn't know. Finally. We didn't know. Finally, we have proof. We didn't know. That the guy who refused to rent to black tenants said that a Nazi Klan rally had some fine people and called Africa a hole is a racist. Trump's campaign tried to keep Amorosa quiet by offering her $180,000 in hush money. When Stormy Daniels heard that, she was like, oh my God, what'd she have to do for the extra $50,000? <laughs> Holy moly. I saw him put a note in his mouth. Since Trump was ever the germaphobe, I was shocked. He appeared to be chewing and swallowing the paper. It must have been something very, very sensitive. Well, the hunt for Trump's tax returns just got way grosser. Very, very funny, I thought, there. It, it was a good good uh, compilation there. And I thought, uh, well, you know, why not share it? Amrosa says that she has more tapes, more revealing tapes about Trump, and a lot of the questions could be answered within the book. But, I mean... First of all, I mean, I don't know how seriously you can take Omarosa at all, because, you know, it's really not, she, I don't know, a lot of the things that she said are not the, the best, they're, they're not true, most of the things, or there's no evidence to back them up. Uh, there was a recent TMZ interview, well, at least that we know of right now, there's a recent uh, TMZ interview uh, where basically they were harassing her through the airport. They asked a couple questions, and she was pushing the sale of her book more than she was actually trying to, um, you know, make this thing, this fact known uh, that Trump is, you know, a racist, that there's a White House Barbie and, and all this stuff, and all these people within the White House that are, you know, there's inside stuff, you know, that, that, that is revealed in her book. It's not a number one seller. Fire and Fury was a number one seller, and it was on the top charts for weeks. But why Why is Omarosa's book, or uh, should I say Manigault, Newman, Manigault Newman's book on the, on the top charts? You know, that's for something really interesting that I've, that I've seen. Most of the um, major news networks refer to her as Omarosa, because I don't, I don't know if it's because it's more of an exotic name, or it sounds like a last name, but that's her first name. That would be like saying, instead of 
um, you know, Trump, you'd say Donald. So, you know, President Donald or, uh, you know, President, if there were, you know, Jack instead of, you know, whoever you're talking about. It really makes no sense, but I think a very rare, like, it's Omarosa, at least in uh, this administration and probably most of this country, is uh, less of a, uh, you know, a common name. So, I guess that's why they refer to it. But, I don't know. To be rebels, we'll stick up and call it Man of Golden Loom, and especially on uh, the next episode of JDRC Politics. That's a podcast that I do with my friend, Ryan Clark, and my co-host. He comes over here, and uh, we talk about uh, world national politics. I hope you uh, you uh, can enjoy that podcast. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher Radio. You can find it on many other places. Great, great podcast that we do. We put a lot, a lot of work into the show notes uh, of that of that. Um, podcast, and I definitely encourage you to go take a look at it, uh, jdrcpolitics.com, if you want to learn more. Um, we're going to get to this next story of um, Trump attacking the media, because it's really offending a lot of people, and I think this even might have sparked from a recent thing that we covered, or not us covering it, but the the thing that we covered kind of sparked this in a way, at least I don't know, directly, but it's definitely become more of an issue, and people are, you know, people in the media, rightfully so, are getting, um, offended by this, um, you know, you know, I mean, it's really, it's not, it's not good for Trump to call the people, the, the press the enemy of the American people, at all, it encourages dictators, and, and I think Wolf Blitzer, we covered this again, he made a great point on Jimmy Kimmel the other night, um, but he, he said that, you know, it makes him very mad when he says that Trump, um, th- that, that, that the media is the American, the enemy of the American people. Uh, to see when, when he says, you know, we're fake news and we're the worst, and he points at the journalists at, at these events, and he says, you know, we're, we are not the enemy of the people. You personally, you are here to say that you, are, Wolf Blitzer, are not the enemy of we, the people. We, I'm not just me, but all of us, serious news organizations, uh, we are not the enemy of the American people. Uh, we report the news. It's part of our democracy. What worries me so much is that when the president says what he says, uh, it gives encouragement to dictators out there around the world to go after a free press. And they say, look, fake news, disgusting people. We got to get rid of them. And, and it's a very... We Absolutely. have journalists at CNN and other major news organizations who risk their lives every day to get the story, to be responsible, and to do it in, in a fair way. And for the uh, president to belittle us, that's an awful, awful situation. And, And, uh, you know, it's it's really, he has a great point. It's not even, you know, in my opinion, it's not really even directly about, you know, the people's emotions, the, the media's emotions, but it's more about how that encourages other people who do not have a democracy, who may have a free press or not have a free press. It encourages them, for the people who don't have a free press, yeah, okay, well... You know, we will uh, have a free. We'll continue to not have a free press, or we'll have a free press and just belittle them to pieces, or we will have. Uh, if we have a free press, we'll uh, either shut them down completely or belittle them to pieces, and you know, to utter obliteration as well, as Trump is doing right now. As I've said before, I think the better way to address this is 
saying that the opinions are biased, because that's true. CNN and their coverage, it is more liberal, and, and this, this goes for other networks as well, and Fox is the exact opposite. While their coverage and the facts that they're delivering, they're, it's true. Most of the stuff, if they make a mistake, they'll correct it, and that's even what Wolf Blitzer says in this interview, and I'm just speaking on his behalf because I know I've seen this interview, we've covered it in past episodes, but 350 other journalists, they are putting out a statement, this happened on Thursday today, uh, a statement supporting the free press and decrying uh, the uh, President Trump's attacks against the media. There was an article the uh, from totally all of these newspapers. There was one from the Martha's Vineyard uh, to the Dallas Morning News, the Yankton County Observer, um, newspapers in South Dakota, people in Maine. There are pe- there's editorials proposed by the Boston Globe. Uh, people are just really upset that Trump continues to call them the enemy of the American people and fake news. Because most, and as he said, serious news organizations, If I mean... All of these news organizations would not be allowed to go on TV and not be allowed to report the news if the coverage was fake, if what they were saying was fake. And I think someone needs to talk to the in an interview. Someone has to ask the president, wouldn't you think that a more appropriate way to address the media and how they do their coverage is to say their, their opinions are too biased? As opposed to what he's saying now, that the facts are not correct? What they're saying are lies? Because he might just disagree with them, and I think that's really what it is. But he's, in a way, so narcissistic that he can't... Anything that he doesn't uh, believe is not true. So his opinions within himself become facts. And I think that belief is supplemented by how, you know, rich he is, and all of the, the the wealth that he has. And that grows over time. He made a joke, actually. He said, uh, if, if, uh, if one of, uh, the, if your, if your name, your code name for the Secret Service, uh, was anything, what would you want it to be? And he said, humble. That was very amusing. Very, very amusing. Let's get a check on the money. The markets are doing much better than they were yesterday. The, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. Uh, yesterday, the Dow was down quite a bit yesterday. Today, it's up one point fifty nine points, sitting one point fifty nine percent. Excuse me, up four hundred and seventy seven points, sitting at twenty five thousand five hundred sixty three and eighteen. Uh, and uh, the Nasdaq is up point sixty five. It's uh, fluctuating in numbers right now. Currently, it's sitting at seven thousand eight hundred twenty four and sixty three cents, up fifty and fifty one. The S and P five hundred up point uh, ninety four, sitting at two thousand eight hundred forty four and eighty one. And the points are up uh, twenty six point forty four. Apple is up point one point four nine. Uh, sorry, one point four nine. Uh, General Electric is doing pretty well. Every everything is doing well across the board today in key statistics. Uh, the gold is trading right now one thousand one hundred eighty four and fifty cents down point zero four percent. Japan and Hong Kong their markets are going down, but London and Germany are up. Japan uh, is sitting at twenty two thousand one hundred ninety two and four cents down twelve point seventeen or point zero five percent. Hong Kong is down 0.88% at 27,083 and 39 down 238.09 in London the FTSE 100 is up 0.78% and uh 
sitting right now, excuse me, at 7,556 and 38, up 58.97. And Germany is 12,237 and 17 points, up 74 and 61. Walmart is up uh, 9.95%, and commodities are doing pretty well, except for gas and gold, of course. Uh, gas or Oil right now is $65.42, uh, up 0.63. Gas is $2.92, down 0.85%. Gold, $1,184, down 0.08% as well. And silver up uh, 1.46%. Co- corn is right now trading at $381.75, up Everything's doing pretty well uh, in the Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P. Everything is up across the board. Is there any other news we we have to cover today? I believe that is it. Um, Yes, I believe that's it uh, here. We'll continue to see how the media, how this whole thing happens. How, you know, Trump can combat this if he'll change his mind. It's really interesting. Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about. I knew there was something else. Uh, The CEO of Air France might not be French, is what we're hearing now. And the unions say that's terrible, that it's inconceivable. The prospect of an outsider at the controls of France National Airline has produced an incredible backlash from unions. The unions that are French said in a statement Thursday that it was quote-unquote inconceivable that Air France KLM would name uh, current Air Canada executive uh, Benjamin Smith as its new CEO. Other countries and governments show fears about protectionism when it comes to their airlines, so how could we allow Air France to fall into foreign hands? That's a quote from the unions. Local media reports suggest that uh, Smith could be named the CEO following a meeting of the Air France uh, KLM uh, which goes under the AFLYY stock, which, by the way, is up 0.06%. Uh, no, sorry, 0.06 points, up 0.59%. Trading right now, $10.18. French state owns 14.3% of the airline group, and the, um, the, the economy minister publicly backed Smith earlier in the day. I think they're doing. I think they have to have a French president. I would not want a German president to head American Airlines, or a Russian president to head United Airlines. <laughs> Certainly would not want that. Imagine if Vladimir Putin was running United Airlines. That would be a nightmare. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the news we have to cover today. It's really interesting. We're going to continue to follow us. Again, we want to uh, wish uh, Aretha, um, Aretha Franklin's family, uh, you know, our deepest condolences and everything. She was, uh, v- she had a great voice, and uh, we celebrate her life today. Uh, we're going to close out with a song called Flashlight by Kazura. It, uh, I actually, this came out today, I believe, on VNCM, which is our uh, content partner in, for music. Yeah, today, August 16th, 2018. We broadcast live. Hey, if you like the show, j-story.com is the website. Give us a good review on iTunes. We try and make these uh, probably under 30 minutes every day. Today, we ran a little bit short. It's just about 20 minutes, I would say, uh, for the podcast. But we don't. We want to be courteous of your time. Um, we're going to do some live coverage. Uh, in the future. Hopefully we have some good interviews, especially on JDRC. You know, there's a 14-year-old running for governor. You know that? It's in Vermont. Yeah. Maybe we'll get an interview with him. Stay tuned for that. I'll let you know if we do. 
Uh, and um, yeah, listen to the JDRC Politics Podcast because that's where, you're, where you'll find that interview if we do uh, happen to get it. It's the JDRC Podcast, Thursday, August 16th, 2018. Right now it's 12.57pm if you're watching on the live stream. Thank you. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you as well. We have new episodes uh, every week. We have news rundowns every week as well. If you want to get the news directly from me, subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Anchor FM, Google Play. This episode brought to you again by Train Your Ears. You go to j-story.com slash train your ears for a 14-day free trial and really help support the show. I'm Jay Dory. This is the Jay Dory Podcast. I'm so glad that you could listen today. And that's it for the show. All right, I'm out. Bye.